The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Tonight, I can report to the American people and to the world that the United States has conducted an operation that killed Osama bin Laden. Where we continue to follow the capture and killing of Osama bin Laden now. Those are just some of the scenes overnight as thousands of Americans gathered in celebration of Osama bin Laden's death. Former Navy SEAL Rob O'Neill says he has thought about the mission every day since that May Day in 2011. From multiple conversations you had with Rob O'Neill over the past year and a half, How'd you get and you described that his head kind of exploded yes. when you hit I, him. Yes, I actually hit him three times. I shot him twice when he was standing and once on the ground. That is the fucking American badass. We are not going for fame and we are not going for bravado. We are going for the single mom who dropped her kids off at elementary school on a Tuesday morning and then 45 minutes later she jumped to her death out of a skyscraper. If you need help, hang up and then dial your operator. I'm Rob O'Neill, and this is the Operator Podcast. We are getting there. We're coming up on 2024. It's very exciting, the Christmas time of year. We start celebrating Christmas uh, right after Thanksgiving ends, and I love this time of year. I hope you do, too. Um, It's fun getting up to Christmas, giving gifts. Obviously, the food's great. Our New Year's resolutions are coming up. My favorite time of the year is like the 26th to the 1st, where you kind of, I lose track of time. doesn't really matter what's happening. It's good to sit down. You don't necessarily need to be studying or reading, although, for like, I enjoy it. I like to read stuff and study stuff. Every different point of view, if I can, to, uh, to try to see what people are thinking, and maybe that's where I can get some of my points here on the Operator Podcast. We are going to try to talk a little, we're going to recap a little bit, about what's happening lately because it sort of um, all came head-to-head. Cancel culture mixed with owning businesses mixed with left and right. It doesn't necessarily need to be left versus right, but it comes to that. I'm going to interview Alan Beal today, who's the CEO of Armed Forces Brewing Company. I'm a part of that too. We had some stuff going in Norfolk, Virginia. We just uh, we're getting around to opening a brewery there. Can't wait to have everybody over, and we're going to get into it. But everyone is obviously welcome at Armed Forces Brewing Company. But because of some of the social media stuff and whatnot, we did have some um, uh, not necessarily protesters, just anti Armed Forces Brewing Company because the. Loudest part of some of these places decided that we were not um, on board with what they're uh, on board with whatever they're on board with, and so they're throwing out the usual names: racist, homophobe, Islamophobe, xenophobe, anything phobe, which I think is a ridiculous cop out because uh, it, a phobia, a phobia is being afraid, and um, there's a difference between not not understanding, disagreeing. And being afraid, they're different. So we're going to get to that in a little bit, too. Obviously, we're going to cover some current events and whatnot, maybe some funny stories and the like. But we'll get into that, too. Um, I need to talk to you first uh, about some good advice for life. You need to stop sending money to big insurance companies that profit off of you not paying your bills. Did you know that um, 48 million claims on Obamacare last year were denied? That's one in five claims are going to get rejected. Why do you want to take that chance? Health insurance sucks. I think everyone knows that. It's confusing. It's expensive. It's frustrating. There is a better way. Welcome to the alternative. That's called Crowd Health. Crowd Health was created to get rid of the headaches of health insurance. For $175 for an individual or $575 for a family of four or more, you'll get access to a community of people who are willing to help out in the event of an emergency. You'll also get telemedicine. Those are uh, telemedicine visits, discounted prescriptions, and more. All this without doctors' networks getting in the way. Let Crowd Health assist with your healthcare needs. You can get started today for just ninety-nine dollars per month for the first three months when you use code 
the operator to get the health care you deserve. Crowd Health is not insurance. Learn more at joincrowdhealth.com. That's joincrowdhealth.com. Use code the operator. Go check it out. Joincrowdhealth.com, code the operator. And taking a little bit of a break from all of the action, you may have noticed on social media, Jessica and I have announced that we are going to have a baby, and we are very, very excited. It's going to be fun. Um, I have done it before. I'm very excited to do it again. I am familiar with what it's like to have a baby, and I will tell you from personal experience that war has rules. I've always said that, but babies do not. And I'm very excited to be working with tactical baby gear. Um, it's just a completely different animal. I'm excited to jump back into it. Elbows first, but uh, dirty diapers, screaming fits, and sleepless nights. Parenthood is not for the faint of heart. I'm telling you, I've done it. I'm ready to do it again. I'm excited to be with Tactical Baby Gear. It was founded by parents for parents with kit you can be proud to carry. You'll overcome every spit up, every blowout, every meltdown along the way. Prepare for whatever the little bundle of joy brings you with stuff that looks cool. I was perusing uh, Tactical Baby Gear today. The diaper changing kit is a must. Um, Diaper wipes, disposable changing pad. The disposable changing pad is awesome. Trash bag, distraction card. Uh, Never leave home without that. Um, The all-terrain veer switchback stroller. Check out the strollers and wagons. Aluminum frame, soft jersey knit seat, shock absorbers for the stroller, not for your mental state, but that comes with uh, having thing in place where it should be. There's a storage basket on the um, stroller. All this stuff at tacticalbabygear.com is highly practical, highly functional, extremely high quality. It's just cool. It keeps everything compartmentalized. You got your um, hook and pile sta- tape with the patches, mommy, daddy. Um, anything you can label it, it's all everywhere you need it to be. Very, uh, very precise, very pristine, and it's always ready. Diaper bags, tactical totes, baby carriers, strollers, wagons, wipes. I love the wipes. They come in packs that are cool. You don't need to worry about them drying out. Babies are messy, but tactical baby care has got you covered. And I'm talking about the baby's hands, face, the little hand, um, little arms and knees and all the little bendies and, and uh, folds and whatnot. Handy travel packs are great for the car, suitcase, your diaper bag, and uh, everything in between. Lifetime warranty when you go to tacticalbabygear.com and use code THEOPERATOR. Save 15% at tacticalbabygear.com code the operator we don't say don't tread on me we say don't poop on me tacticalbabygear.com use code the operator god guns and diapers baby and with the uh, current events everything from movies to uh, doomsday stuff and protecting yourself and your family everything finances and uh, guns at home second amendment Obviously, the government's going to come in. No matter what, we try to not talk about politics, but it gets into there. But uh, if you give the government anything, they're going to take everything. Give them an inch, they take more. Second Amendment's obviously a hot topic. Either side, the fringes both go nuts. Um, but you got to keep it to protect yourself from a tyrannical government. Getting closer and closer to that every day. With guns, though, I, do, I, um, I want to tell you about um, Muddy River Tactical for holsters. These are really cool concealed holsters. you got to check them out. Uh, MuddyRiverTactical.com. Their story started back in 2014 when the uh, founder of the company couldn't find the type of holster he was looking for online websites or at shops or whatever. And the the company's had zero customer service. So um, they just started making their own at uh, Muddy River Tactical. They... um, It's a family-owned business, over 250,000 loyal customers now. They're making really cool holsters. Computer numerical control... Uh, these are complex machines that are controlled by a computer to provide a level of, of um, efficiency, of accuracy, consistency, which um, it would be impossible to achieve through the manual process. Inside the waistband, outside the waistband, I just got a couple of them. Um, really cool, really sleek, really light. There's um, light bearing options, range and duty holsters. There's a 15-day risk-free trial if you go to muddy ta- uh, muddyrivertactical.com. If you don't love it, 15 days, send it back for a full refund. You can find them on Facebook or on Instagram. Again, that's Muddy River Tactical. If you go to MuddyRiverTactical.com right now for these really cool holsters and use code THEOPERATOR, you can get 15% off these badass holsters made in the USA, family-owned, precision-engineered, and there's a no-BS lifetime guarantee. Uh, I love my holster. They're great. MuddyRiverTactical.com. Cold the operator, 15% off. Go check them out. Badass holsters. MuddyRiverTactical.com.
And like I promised, today we are going to talk about some fun stuff too because uh, at the Operator Podcast, I say the Operator, I'm reiterating here because um, I like to do that because I sometimes forget what the hell I'm talking about. It's called the Operator, not calling myself the Operator. Uh, if you're operating to keep your family afloat, keep a business afloat, keep gas in your car or the lights on, you are operating. You are doing something, something to help other people, help yourself, keep stuff going, basically. Um, one uh, speaking of businesses, too, one of the one of the businesses I'm in with with fellow small business for now uh, operator is the CEO of Armed Forces Brewing Company, my good friend Alan Beal. Alan, welcome to the Operator Podcast. Hey Rob, thanks for having me on. This is great. My, my pleasure too. This this fits right in beautifully because, um, like like I say, like if you're when you're trying to do something, trying to better yourself, trying to better others around you, Armed Forces Brewing Company is cool because I, I wasn't necessarily there when you thought of it, but I did see it on online. I I, I believe the one I I caught onto was Seawolf Brewing Brewery, and there was a couple other ones. What were they when they started? When Armed Forces Brewing Company started, it was it was Seawolf Brewery, and it took me a year and a half to get your attention. By the way, I didn't know you were trying to get my attention. I, I don't know if I was getting DMs or whatever, or but uh, yeah, I was tagging you on posts and everything. But I, but I see, I I saw story. them, I saw them, and it turns out I I I'm I, even though I'm uh, I'm on a, a break now. I like beer, love this beer, and Seawolf hit me because of its naval, uh, its navy heritage. Want to want to get how you got with? I mean, everything from an, being an Annapolis uh, Maryland to Seawolf. Yeah, well, I had a, a, our two of our partners, Rob uh, uh, Amit and Rapani uh, and Jason Bailey. I met them at a at a bar rescue that I was doing in Washington D.C., and they said, "Hey, hey, we love craft beer. We travel all over the, all over the country to these new brewery openings, and Annapolis, Maryland doesn't have a craft beer scene. And we want to we have an idea to to make beer that tributes Naval Academy or Navy right. service." So I said, can you consult for us? Can you help us? We don't know what to do. So I <laughs> literally pulled into Annapolis, saw the Naval Academy and being from a military family and knowing the, you know, the, the beverage, food and beverage industry, it just like clicked like yeah. crazy. I said, this is going to be huge. So I've literally moved to Annapolis. Now, so where, where did you move from? Uh, North Carolina. Right. And and yep. you have a background in the uh, food service uh, industry, correct? Yeah, I've been a consultant so, so, in the industry for so you went plus from, years. You just, I, see, I love that about you because when, when, just not to jump ahead, but we were on a Zoom call with potential investors, and one of the questions still, and I bring this up not even just to you, because like you said you moved from North Carolina right to Annapolis, and then obviously from Annapolis to Norfolk, Virginia. But when one of the investors asked you, "What else do you do?" and your answer was nothing, this. I do this. <laughs> no, that's cool because that's uh that's just proof that you're all in. I, I think that's neat. So so what was it like moving from North Carolina right to Annapolis? Had you you'd been to Annapolis before? I had never been to Annapolis. It was my very first time. But being a Navy fan growing up, I watched we watched the Army Navy game every year. So I was always always have been a Navy football fan. Mm -hmm. To be there was just you know it escalated the the hype of of developing this brand in Annapolis where the Naval Academy was. So back to your first question, we we did the Seawolf brand for the Navy. Remember we did the Soldier Brewery brand for the Army and the Jarhead Brewery brand for the, for the uh, Marines and Airmen Brewery, but it just wasn't viable to do all those brands. Yeah. Cause, cause you know, Walmart didn't want to carry all these different brands. They wanted, you know, one brand, one brand, the chains did. And, and, and uh, so we condensed it down to Armed Forces Brewing Company. That's uh, I mean, that's not a if for your first time. Uh, that's quite a unique um, military town, the Naval Academy. That's a really, really cool place. Everything from the scenery, obviously the academy, the history yeah. there. That's just a that's just a badass place too. That's kind of what got my attention. Um, just the Seawolf, because when I was I was kind of dicking around, I'm like, man, I want to be, I want to do something cool. And Seawolf came out to be. It just seemed cool to me. And that's I remember the first conversation we had. I, I do too, because I was trying to get your your contact info. I wanted to send you beer. I wanted you to taste the beer because not only was the can cool and the name cool and the tribute cool and you know all that stuff, the beer was actually awesome because we have a great partner in our, in our brewmaster. 
No, yo, you know, the, the room match is incredible. Too. I, I, well, I remember the first <laughs> you sent us beer. I was living in Tennessee, and I was out of town, That's... and Jessica got it. And um, oh. <laughs> her first response was, I think I think a direct quote, because she's a lady, is, I don't know who this is, but this beer is fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah, I remember the email and the, and the text. Yep. Yeah, that yeah, were... that was and and the the Sea Wolf. That's a class of uh, of subs, which uh, yep. I just thought it was cool. I wanted to talk to you. You sent it to us, and um, that's kind of that's how we started. That's how I got involved with it. And where'd you find the brewmeister? What's his background? You know, it's really funny. Bob Ruprecht's been in the in the beer industry for like twenty five years. He was the beer director and brewmaster over at Duclaw Brewery, which is like this regional sized brewery in Maryland. <laughs> so, and he's won the Maryland Governor's Cup for brewing excellence. But I yeah. found him on a Craigslist ad. I put a Craigslist ad out for a brewer to become a partner in a in a new you know concept, and he answered it. I see. This is I so cool. You. I, cause I, um, I, I was just up in, uh, up in Montana my, uh, t talking to my old high school. And one of the things I make a point that I make to young people, um, obviously like my go-to lines are like, you know, take the shot, uh, go on an adventure If stuff. If, if you feel like you're backed in a corner or life is not good, take a shot. Um, so kids that age, like join the military, do something like, but go on that adventure, like moving from North Carolina to Annapolis, take the shot, there's an adventure. <laughs> but then seriously, um, wherever you are, be there and just send the email, hit, get on Craigslist for, and again, I'm not judging other people for whatever else they do on Craigslist, but that's just cool how the whole thing started. And then, uh, Bob just knows what he's doing. Cause that, I mean, that, that beer is awesome. Yes. Absolutely. And you know what? All the beers are good. There's not one crappy beer in there. You should see the engagement we have on social media and from our shareholders. They love the beer. I I, I don't see people going, this beer sucks, or I don't like no. this one. Or it, It's crazy. Well, I like the, uh, obviously, I love the um, the Armed Forces theme. That's how, so, so basically, we took the, or you took, I'm just kind of along for the ride. Soldier beer, <laughs> Jarhead beer, Seawolf, and turn into Armed Forces Brewing Company. Uh, kind of like just engulf it all into one, correct? Yeah. Yep. And uh, I love the names because I'm a big fan of, I like an IPA and Special Hops just kicks my ass. I love it because Special Hops, Special Hops. And then uh, Soldier, uh, yeah, there it is. Um, and then uh, we, <laughs> tell, the, tell the story. We got about three, three frogs on there too. You're one That's of what them. I'm talking about. Yeah, check that. Out. What now? Okay, before we get into all the beers, the I want to tell the, the tell me if I'm wrong here. The, to tell a little bit of the structure of how to be a shareholder at it because this is pretty unique at Armed Forces Brewing Company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, you know, Rob, you and I talked about this. We wanted to bring the military community and Americans all over the country into the ownership here, uh, raise money for our growth, and so we we launched our very first regulation a public stock offering it's not an ipo it's a program that was put into place in 2012 to help companies like ours raise capital but the the, the cool thing about it is not only are we are we raising money by selling real stock in our company we're building this army of of shareholders who are brand ambassadors all over the country as well. You know, they support the brand. They're out there proselytizing the brand to everybody and, and bringing more and more shareholders into our, into our company. We have over 9,500 right now and it's growing every day. That's all, yeah. That's, that's just awesome too. And the, it's patriotic too. I, um, yeah. because I, I don't know if you've noticed uh, in the beer industry, there's been some, uh, I'm not going to name their names. There's a little bit of controversy for uh, hiring <laughs> people but you know that don't necessarily fit the customer base but the answer be to the one beer that we're talking about is ours is a preamble tell us about preamble yeah preamble this is a light session lager that's that domestic uh uh light lager beer kind of like bud light or miller light it's a 4.2 abv and uh it is absolutely delicious and everybody refreshing loves and patriotic you know it's a tribute to the constitution are now are people able to if someone wants to get it right now that's listening where where can they find this stuff right now so we're distributed in, in eight states right now growing into about 17 here in the next 60 days we've got a whole bunch of states we're bringing online uh but they could go to our website and go to the beer locator page 
And if they, uh, that's armedforcesbrewingco.com. They go to the beer locator page. They can put their zip code and stores will pop up. We're in uh, Florida. Uh, we're in uh, Alabama, Tennessee, uh, Ohio, North, uh, North Carolina launches in January. Uh, South Carolina launches in January. Connecticut launches in January. We're in Rhode Island, Eastern Pennsylvania, Maryland, Virginia. I mean, you know, <laughs> no, we're, we're going to go national and global with this. Oh yeah. I would, I would recommend, <laughs> uh, you know, getting involved with owning some at own, own, own armed forces brewing co.com get involved. Um, I love the names of the beers that we were talking about this offline. So we have uh, what list list what we have now. So we've got a preamble. Yep. Preambles are only patriotic beer. That's kind of that flagship patriotic yep. beer. Right. Well, we got special hops IPA. That's our tribute to Navy SEALs. We've got a cat shot American craft lager, which is a great beer too. Uh, it's a tribute to aircraft carrier deck crews and top guns. Mm -hmm. And then we've got a, a grunt that just came out. That's a double IPA and it is delicious too. I, I haven't tried that one too. I know we were trying to, we were going to call it ground pounder, yeah. but we switched it to grunt. And I'm thinking because most grunts couldn't spell ground pounder. So we just made a grunt. <laughs> it seems, it seems pretty logical to me. Uh, we're not, I don't think Bob's good enough to make the crayon flavored yet, but we're working on that. Wow. Well, no, so but we, but we are going to do a special release every May 1st with oh, love, love. Um, yeah. Cause beer. we, we were kicking around Neptune's beer, right? And the one that we talked about, and I, I kind of put the brakes on this, but I do want to get the listener. Yeah. I, so at uh, at the the operator podcast on Instagram or at Armed Forces Brewing Company, uh, on on Instagram, follow Armed Forces Brewing Company too. I want to get your opinion on this because it was more <laughs> of a I don't want to put certain people on a pedestal, but part of me just says fuck it because the the um, face to face with different people that I've gotten the results are pretty funny. We're thinking about making Osama bin Lager. Yep. I just want to get people's, you know, what are your thoughts on that too? I don't want to glorify that prick, but he is dead. Uh, well, I mean, according to me, I've read the internet. He might've been a body double as far as they know. But plus the, the, on the, on the label, we had his head there and his eyes were popping out because he saw you about ready to put three. In I him, just, so. I just want to, I want to get what people think about that. I, I, the last thing I want to do is be disrespectful, but that's the, the May 1st, 2nd is pretty funny. Neptune's beer, obviously play on Neptune's spear, which is kind of funny. And then Osama bin Lager. What am I missing? Which other beers am I missing? But the preamble too, I'm, I know I'm jumping around. I, everybody's loving preamble. That's huge. Yeah. Yeah, we've got a death from above coffee porter. It's a tribute to Air Force bomber wings. That's okay. coming out too. Death from above. Um, we just we have a uh, black hops. Black hops. Uh, it's a black IPA. Yeah. Our, our partner Bob Reprick's that actually that's one of the beers he won the Maryland Governor's Cup yeah. recipe yeah. with. It's the cool. black hops. That cool. is going to be cool. And he's good making beer. good stuff. Um, yeah. And uh, just because of recent events, I'm still not able to discuss yet for <laughs> certain reasons. Um, but a lot of veterans have been uh, a lot of veterans are getting into non-alcoholic beer. And I know we're going to do that, but I'm not going to ruin any of the surprises. I'm very excited for that. Is there anything you want to mention about that other than the name? Don't mention the name. Yeah, you know what, Rob? That's a growing sector in our industry, too. It's a booming sector, non-alcoholic beers. Um, the, the difference... The thing that mission for us is we're going to create a true zero non-alcoholic yeah. beer, not a zero, <laughs> not a 0.05%. This is a true zero. Technology has, you know, evolved here lately where you can de-alkalize your beer all the way. Yeah. That, and that's so, a good one too. I, th I think that's important with uh with a military theme, a veteran yeah. theme, because I mean, a lot of guys are just finding out that, they, you know, sometimes it, it's obviously one of the most important things to drink responsibly. And and some guys, myself included, have proven that some nights you can't do that. So it's <laughs> important to have an option because I think, more, I mean, more than just the, uh, the, the alcohol, it's the camaraderie that comes, especially with something like this, even with the names, even with the jabs you're, you're hearing here, uh, the camaraderie that comes with sort of making fun of each other. Like you're saying death from above for the air force. I thought maybe like a beer shaped like a desk would have worked. For them but, uh, you know. <laughs> with the but, lobster uh, dinner on it <laughs> oh yeah yeah with really really nice barracks <laughs> yeah. uh, no but it's cool though so, um 
But uh, yeah, getting into the starting in Annapolis now, moving to Norfolk, Virginia, home of the largest naval installation in the world. Down there now, very very exciting. Uh, had you been to Norfolk, now see, I, what I love again too, Alan, that you, you know, <laughs> North Carolina, successful, boom, moved to Annapolis, successful, boom, moved down to Norfolk. Uh, was that your first time in Norfolk? Uh, no, we had, we got our beer down here. Uh, we got cat shot and special hops down in the stores in Total Wines and the Navy Exchanges down in 2018. Cool. So I had been wow. down here a couple times, uh, plus sneaking around. Norfolk was Nof always on our <laughs> was always on our radar because it, it it. I mean, like you said, it's it's the largest naval community in the country. Yeah, I um, that's basically where I spent my adult life. I joined from Montana. <laughs> went to buds in San Diego and I spent the rest of my career uh, home based out of Virginia beach, Norfolk Hampton roads area. So it's a great spot. How, how has it been so far? How did, how did, when, when did you move down? <laughs> no, 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 we're going to get into the bad stuff, but how, like initially moving there, how was it? How, how has is it been? It? I'll tell you what, there 95% of the community here, 98% of the community actually can't wait for us to open. It's it's amazing. And I got a story about that. I can tell if you want, but yeah, I'm, fire I'm, away. What do you got? I mean, where where do you want to start well, with this? Too? Again, there's no there's no. Uh, how long have you been down there living? So I, I yeah, since uh, uh, March, since okay. March. Yeah. What and now? What did you want to tell initially before I got involved? <laughs> <laughs> I I just you know um, you got you got North Norfolk and you got Virginia Beach and boy are they two different atmospheres they here. Are. You yeah. got kind of kind of glum and you got really happy <laughs> over in Virginia Beach. <laughs> well, I mean, my experience with the military, if, if you mix beer, you have happy. So I don't, that's, that was my initial thought, why it's a great Ooh. place, but uh, some people, not so much. What, um, what, what, how did, so, okay. Just to give a little bit Wait. of background as far as I know, because I'm a shareholder and people need to understand I'm not the day-to-day -day guy. So uh, I just, I, you know, I, I, I like the stuff. I, I, I can, um, use my social media, but I'm not, you know, I'm not the day to day down there in Norfolk dealing with the people. What, how initially was it? And what did it get into? Uh, well, we, we found like the, we found like a great brewing facility to grow our business right there in the middle of, of Norfolk. It, I mean, it's the perfect size brewery for what we wanted to grow the business to brew beer. And the tap room holds 600 people. And it's, it's just a cool, cool building. And you could the 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 projected revenue streams out of that place were astronomical when we ran the numbers, but we didn't get we didn't get a great welcome after after a little bit down there. Why? What happened? Well, the well, uh, the progressives came out of the woodwork there. It was just I wouldn't say out of the woodwork. There's it's a small group of people of uh, of of kind of from the LGBTQ community and just some progressive political leanings in the craft beer industry. There's, they saw us as big competition down there. A uh, competition uh, as far as the brewing scene or, or what? Or yeah. Anything. Yeah. In the brewing scene and just, just uh, uh, overall, they, they thought we hated gay people and, and just were going to come and, and uh, interrupt their community there. Was that we had no intention of that at all? No, not at all. That's that's not what I thought at all. Was now was that driven? Was it because uh, initially they didn't like the competition, then they wanted to dig deeper into like social media, or they just didn't like us? Yeah, I think they just didn't like us. Period. It was okay. a combination of both of them. A combination okay. of both of both of them. And I, I think the go ahead. I have a theory on why. Want to hear it? <laughs> sure. Yeah. Okay. I was um, just. Go ahead. Uh, now, first, first of all, I need to caveat that as far as I uh, will, you know, to my dying breath, everyone is welcome at Armed Forces Brewing Company. Yeah. Especially, everyone's welcome. Come and have a good time. Um, I think my initial tweet was I, I did not like the way the Navy was using uh, drag queen in uniform in the Navy as an advertising campaign. My personal my personal response via social media was a little bit of anger because the military's job is not to be inclusive. It's, I mean, everyone should be invited to be part of it, but um, the military's job relies on alliance, solidarity, deterrence, and forward defense strength, peace through strength, not by, Hey, everyone look, look at us. You're going to be nicer. China, Russia, Iran, 
um, would look at our military different if we're recruiting that way. That's my thought, not the place for it. However, if it has to do with morale internally on a ship underway or what, especially what you do behind closed doors, have at it, have fun, enjoy yourself, bad face for the Navy. That was my take. What did you think as far as that explanation? I I got to agree with you. I didn't serve in the military, but I got to agree with you. Uh, I think you said it best when, you know, the military has to be ferocious out there, yeah. especially with, with heightened tensions around the globe like we have right now. You know, America needs to, or American military needs to have a, a face of strength. You know? I think that's true. I, I don't, and my, my, my I don't think they met that threshold. We're just, I mean, the, the military is wasting too much time with something called command, command climate. Um, my experience with everyone from Marines to soldiers to SEALs, we didn't give a shit about what you do on the side. We don't care about your background, where you're from, what you look like. If you could do the job, that's it, period. Keep it simple, military. And for stuff as far as um, the politically correct nonsense, that should be more State Department type stuff, not the military. But I said that. And the local community, which has a uh, there's an str- there's a strong uh, LGBT community there. I th- I think from what I saw, they were sort of hijacked by the loudmouths, the people more the paid activists than the people that actually are just trying to live their lives. What what do you think? Or is it more than I thought? Um, I think it was that, and I think also that Governor Young can help. You know, he he stepped in with the Virginia Econ- Economic Development Partnership, and you know, Governor Youngkin is a, a conservative Republican. I think that chomped at their bit as well. Also, oh, they didn't all like riled that, he, up. that he was helping us before that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And also, I did mention, too, uh, I don't have it written in front of me, but I mentioned that uh, I will never work with pedophiles, which I thought was a pretty strong stance. Um, And if you can imagine the media twisting stuff into saying that I was I never said that that uh, gay people are pedophiles. I said I will not work with pedophiles. That seems to me like something we could all agree on. But they spun that one, too, didn't they? Yeah, a lot of a lot of lot of, uh, you know, the word trigger comes to mind, trigger, yeah. trigger, trigger, and you end up escalating and taking out of context, you know, the meaning behind comments and things yeah. like that. We heard that through this whole process, whole so process. They don't like, they don't like me. And then what did, can you say tell a little background about Gretchen? Yeah, Gretchen Smith. They came after Gretchen Smith as well. She's on her advisory board and, and, uh, and she's a veteran. She, Yep, she's an Air Force veteran, and uh, she's uh, a conservative, a proud conservative, and uh, she she posts her mind. <laughs> yeah, that's that's true too. And again, um, I I think <laughs> I'm a big believer that it, I mean, whatever your beliefs, you should be able to say them. And if you're wrong, admit you're wrong. If you're not, you don't need to hide it. And just because someone's yelling at you, you certainly shouldn't. If someone's yelling at you and they're wrong, you certainly shouldn't apologize because they're not going to see your side. But um, so they didn't like me. They didn't like Gretchen. And then with you, they I mean. Did, they went so far as to say you had stolen valor, didn't they? <laughs> yeah. That's the biggest bunch of shit. You've never said you were in the military. Never, never, ever. And uh, they cited an interview on uh, um, Maria Bartiromo. <laughs> she, I guess she said, well, Alan, thank you for your service and thank you for your work and all that kind of stuff. I didn't even hear her, actually. Yeah. You got three minutes to get out what you want to get out. I want, I'm getting out beer, <laughs> company. Yeah. Nor Nafuk and investment. That's what's yeah. in my in my yeah, mind. <laughs> yeah, but they, they will jump on that too. And that's uh I you know, that's called spinning, that uh they'll just spin it to whatever the thing is. So so the the uh some of the loudest local community, even though they're all welcome in in the brewery, um, what was the process? There was like a planning board and then the city council. What what happened there? Yeah, it was uh, it was it was um you have to go to get your what they call a conditional use permit from the city to operate the facility. We had to go to a uh, civic league there, which is the residential people that live in your neighborhood. It's called Park Place Civic League. Then you have to go to the business association, which is called the railroad district. That's where our brewery is, right by the railroad tracks. So you got to get a letter of recommendation or a letter of disapproval, whatever it is, from them. And then you uh, go before the plant city planning commission, and then they make the planning commission makes a recommendation to the city council, who is your final deciding vote. Okay. So the planning committee did not like armed forces brewing company, correct? (laughs) So the, the city planning committee's staff 
they recommended approval of this. And then the the opposition got up and spoke at the planning commission meeting and the and the planning commission reversed Did their really? vote and voted against us. Yes. How many people are on the planning commission? Six. So there's and then how many voted for us before they got turned around? Uh well, we we heard it was going to be a five to two vote in favor of us, and it ended up being or five to two. Oh, seven, it five to two, and it ended up being two for us and four against us. Okay, and that was like after that. that was after the retort from the the people. Were they yelling after the retort? Did they did they make an argument or did they just scream or what? What were their what were their finer points of this wonderful blue haired argument? Yeah, so uh, another veteran-owned brewery there in Virginia Beach. The owner there got up and and uh, I mean, he literally said, and I'm almost I'm almost quoting, uh, sure. "I don't want the competition. They're going to be competition. They're going to ruin my brand. People are going to get the public's going to get confused on who is who's. And when you put our brands side by side, they look not, they look nothing alike at all. So don't, he was mad from that end, and and the other was the we're anti LGBTQ and and hate gay people and that's you know all that stuff. Just so he ridiculous. does. So he uh, he doesn't want the competition. So that's how the America should work. I don't want competition. So you got to leave. Unbelievable. That's, that's yeah. not, I mean that, everything from uh, keeping prices at a at the right place or because of competition, <laughs> not not because of the government telling you what you can and can't do because as we all know the government touches it turns to shit but um i mean like my my the last thing i would ever want to do seriously and anything i do is take business from a veteran i that's not i'm not trying to do it i think the variety and the quality is going to be good for the town me personally well, i mean we're that we so he, we were just going to take his business away from him yeah, we, we, we were going to reach out. We could, first of all, we couldn't reach out to anybody because we were under that NDA, remember? Yeah. So we couldn't get a hold of the, con the any of the local businesses, the city council. We couldn't talk to anybody. But we were going to reach out to them and, and carry local beers on our own taps in our own tap room to, you know, to, to spread the Spread, spread the love. We want to, uh -huh. yeah, we, yeah. We want to, we want to, uh, we want to lift up veteran-owned businesses, not try to close them or put them out of business. It you seems know, to me, like it would make sense. So he, but he didn't like. It. How far away is that uh, that brewery from from Armed Forces Brewery? It's about twenty-five minutes away. Twenty-five Virginia minutes. Beach. It shouldn't if for twenty minutes. I know. Okay, I mean that's a big area too. Like there's a. Uh, well, I, I don't know. That's that's okay. That's stupid. We're not trying to take your business away. And if I mean, if if another brewery moving in closes you down, that means you need a better product. That's just yeah. capitalism. And then as far as the so they said we they were their big thing was we hate gay people. Yeah, that was. Oh, yeah. Thing. Oh, the hate, hateful rhetoric. Hateful yeah. rhetoric. Hate, hateful victim resistance hateful. occupier. That's the kind of stuff they do. Yeah, those. Are, I mean, those wow. are the trigger warnings too. But see, I don't. In my experience too, I don't. Um, it, the loudmouths don't represent everybody. The the loudest booze come from the cheapest seats. That's not the 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 majority of the minority is not represented by the loudness. But boy, they sure do yell a lot. You know, you, we live in a free country where you don't have to go buy a product if you don't want to. You don't have to frequent a business if you don't want to. You you have the freedom. To to go somewhere else, yeah. And and the rhetoric there, the the testimony for city council was, I don't feel safe in my community now. The big bad boogeyman, Rob O'Neill and Armed Forces Brewing Company are coming into town. I don't feel safe. I'm not going to feel safe going there. Well, <laughs> I haven't been in Norfolk in about ten years. So <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, I yeah, I I again, I can't. I can't reiterate enough how, how everyone's welcome. Come in and enjoy. I mean, what a better way to resolve differences than just over a good beer. Absolutely. Absolutely. You've said it five times. Yeah. And you've looked so, at, the, at everybody and said yeah. the same thing. Everyone's welcome. I've said it 20 times, too. And I'm going to come down there, too. And everyone is welcome to come in and hang out. Like, I'm not I mean, I'm, I consider myself easy to get along with. Maybe I, maybe I have a mean tweet now and then, but that's not real. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we lose the uh the the city planning council doesn't like us and that goes to the city council recommendation of no correct correct and that's when uh, that so that's kind of shady because if the city council votes you down what does that mean that means you uh either have you can't operate you have to shut down completely and either fold your business up or if you got yeah. 
the funding, file a lawsuit. See, that just sucks too because I mean, there were no illegalities there. You're just dealing with someone, some uh, someone's emotions, and not necessarily on truth. That kind of that was uh, that was a little stressful, wasn't it? It, it was. And this bur- this place had been a brewery for nine years. So we weren't doing anything different. It was purely they didn't like the theme yeah. <laughs> of it. You know, yeah. I mean, imagine an armed forces theme in Norfolk, Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> so, OK, so the city council vote comes up and we're wondering what's going to happen. Can you walk us through what went down there? And this is a big win uh, against cancel culture. But I, I don't, I don't want to ruin the surprise, but I just did. What happened? Yeah, so uh, the opposition had ended up sending in about 787 emails from uh, people that oppose Armed Forces Brewing Company. We put together almost 3,000 emails from shareholders and supporters in the area and supporters from all over the country. Uh, so we submitted those. We got uh, we got put together a uh, a, a, op- a deck, if you will. Uh, and kind of rebutted all these lies and accusations that the opposition had been telling to the planning commission and the city council and all that kind of stuff. And uh, we all went down and spoke. We had uh, a bunch of people there to support Armed Forces Brewing Company. And uh, we went down there and spoke. And our attorney wrote the letter, a letter to the city and the city attorney telling them that uh, this is this is a uh, First Amendment uh, uh, issue, and it's also mainly a land use issue, not a we don't like the theme issue. Place yeah. has been a brewery for nine years, <laughs> nine years. And they're just well, I mean that's it's, so okay. Um, present a reasonable argument. Were they, was the opposition were they were they all emotional and yelling, or were they did they at least seem calm? How did that go? I wasn't there. They were they were they were calmer than they were at the planning commission hearing because they knew they had to be calm and and, and uh-huh. have the tell proper me, decorum okay. there. I wasn't there for that either. Just tell me how were they at the planning commission? <laughs> what what did that look like? Because I've I mean I've never seen I've seen a couple paid protests in New York City. I've never really seen a like the the good shit you find on social media. What were they like at the planning commission? Planning Commission hearing, they were screaming in the mic um, what they about us, about? about the hate that we projected, How what a danger we are to the community. Uh, one girl got up and God bless her, 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 her grandfather or somebody served in the military, but she was crying. Armed Forces Brewing Company, they they uh, glorify war and through their marketing and all this kind of stuff. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man the, can you imagine associating the armed forces with war uh. <laughs> um no i i just it, it just blows me. i mean there's the 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 because i again i wasn't there and it, it still strikes me as awkward when people talk about me and i'm not there because i didn't like they don't know me and i don't yeah. i certainly don't know them it's just that it's weird because of a tweet or something on x or instagram that they think they know the people there i mean gretchen's one of the nicest people i've ever met um you're one of the nicest people i've ever met <laughs> it's just the stolen valor and QAnon and me the homophobe and it's like yeah all right that's not true but what else you got because that, i mean that's when when you no longer have the truth or the law you resort to name calling and once you're just calling names you're you're wrong i i think and so um, well, we did have some great uh, uh, shareholders and board members show up. Um, yes. I'm going to get McTeams to tell his story. He's, he's just a badass. If you don't follow McTeams on Instagram, he's, uh, he's getting into the tattoo stuff now. He's a very creative dude. He went down there, and, and he gives a very good um, non-emotional uh, talk. And it's I, I heard he did well. And then so there's seven members on the city council, correct? Yep. There was one missing at the city council for the meeting. So it was a six-to-one Six to one vote in favor of the law. In favor of the law. And I'd be willing to bet the one voted just to get reelected the next cycle because he or she probably represented the the specific area that does not like us. Is that correct? Spot on. Okay. Well, I mean, the law is the law. And if you you don't like it, that's that. But a big win, huge win, not just for Armed Forces Brewing Company and for Hampton Roads to get access to this kick-ass beer just for the win against uh, cancel culture. We've been seeing people get yeah. canceled for everything since since uh, the lockdown. Yeah, we had we had a good lawyer too, a former delegate Tim Anderson, Virginia oh. delegate. There, he was he did a he did a really good job too of of staying on that that 
legal narrative of this is a land use issue. It is not a, you know, you're, you're infringing on first amendment rights. If you're going to vote this down. Yeah. So they voted six to one and we're good. So we're in Norfolk. How's the, uh, how's the building look? I'll tell you what we got in there. It's a big building. It's over 26,000 square feet. We clean it up. We, we sunk a lot of money into renovation. It is so cool inside and um, not only are we going to have our great beer in there, we got this huge taproom space with an outdoor beer garden. And we're even putting in a brick and mortar merchandise store cool. upstairs on the second level that's going to have our forces brewing company and RJO apparel and oh, you know that. some other brands. Well, I got to speaking of McTeams, I'm going to need to get with him to uh, get creative and design me some new shirts because I'm not creative at all. <laughs> Uh, front toward enemy is good, but we got to come up with some new stuff. So we're going to sell that there. What, let's get some other apparel in there. And what's the uh, what's the grand opening look like? What's the timeline there? Well, we're looking in January uh, sometime. We're we're uh, you know we had to put everything on hold. We had to put all our hiring on hold and and uh, some of the construction on hold because of this nonsense. Yeah. So we're just now picking up the pieces. We got you know go, we got to sift through about two hundred applications. Um, and, and get the team hired that's going to operate Good. the place. I think that's awesome. Good. I can't wait to get down there and see it. What, uh, um, but other, other than the, a couple of the, the loud people, are the locals there excited to see it? Have you talked to anybody around town? So here's the story I was going to tell you real quick. I told you, you know, it, it's, it's weird in Norfolk. People are a little head down. They don't talk a lot. They don't interact a lot when you're at the grocery store, when you see your neighbors and things like that. We went over to Harris, the Harris Teeter in that area just a couple days ago. And I went out and bought a bunch of hams and turkeys for, for <laughs> American Legion post 37, who Very is going to feed 97 active duty military families and some veterans for Christmas. So I went over and did that. It was amazing. We, we were running around with two full shopping carts. All of a sudden, people just came alive. They're like they were smiling at us. Rob, I, I shit you not. People were walking. We had Armed Forces Brewing Company shirts on. People were walking up to us, giving us the thumbs up. Can't Good. wait for you to open. Heard good. you got your license. All that kind of stuff. You know, that I mean? is that's great to hear. Absolutely. No, that's good too. I mean, I did see that. I actually retweeted it. From uh, Armed Forces Brewing Company, as far as giving back to the community already, not even open yet. That's awesome. And that's, I mean, that would be nice to see as opposed to the division, uh, especially with politics now that people want, just the uh, the community getting together at a place like Armed Forces Brewing. I can't wait to get down there. Um, I was in the Navy for a while. I think we should have no shortage <laughs> of sailors in the area. Um, <laughs> I, I, I think a good, a, a good deal for sailors will be, you know, um, Buy a beer, the second one's regular price, something like that. <laughs> yeah, well, just I'm kidding. Like that's, I, not, that's not a sale. I was joking. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, this was a small group. 98% of, yeah. of the community are just excited for you to come down, Rob, and for us to open. Yeah, seriously. I mean, even even the uh even the people that didn't like us at first, maybe, maybe, you know. I said apologies don't necessarily work. Maybe they'll come around. They're always always welcome in there to come grab a cold one. That's very cool. Uh, I'm looking forward to getting down there. Um, can you please give us the websites people should go to now? Because, I mean, you know, like I said, I'm not into the day-to-day, -day, but you do want to get involved with this. This one's getting a lot of steam behind it. Sure. Uh, they should become a shareholder in our company. They should go on this mission with us. And they can go to www.ownarmedforcesbrewingco.com to go and invest, uh, it's 200 bucks minimum to get involved in the company. And, you know, Rob, we, we keep our shareholders <laughs> informed of everything that's going oh, I know. on. Yeah. Very <laughs> true. Yeah. But it's a good so. spot. Um, I know I'm looking forward to get down there, Alan. Great job, man. You've been, you've been, uh, you've had this on your, on your back the entire Thanks, time. Brother. I just, I like to sh I like to show up, get a little glory and fuck off. That's kind of <laughs> Come down and get um, some glory. <laughs> yeah, but you know, we're going to get this going. 2024 is going to be huge. I just wanted to get you on here because uh, obviously the the quality of Armed Forces Brewing Company is awesome. You're doing a great job. This is a great American beer, great American company. I'm very excited about it. Um, uh, yeah. Just wanted to get, I, a big win, big win against cancel culture. So what would you like to say before we uh, before we jump off? Anything else? 
Yeah, well, I want everybody to know our beer's in Walmart stores, Sam's Clubs, Publix, Winn-Dixie, Carnival Cruise Lines just picked up our beer. It's going to go into their fleet of ships. We're we're chain heavy and we're Food Lion, Harris Teeter. I mean, all everywhere we go, the chains are picking us up. It's outstanding. I'm very very Huge. excited. I'm I'm loving it. I can't wait to get down there, Alan. I really appreciate your time today i'm sure we'll get back on and we can talk about you know on the operator podcast next time we'll just talk about current events and how everyone's stupid but us <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh. i hear you hey merry christmas my bro merry christmas brother. i'm really glad you're here talk soon yeah. thanks for having me on so um that i mean that's cool too obviously um i did get involved with armed forces brewing company because i was just looking at at social media and and wanted to be a part i like to try to be a part of something cool not necessarily you know make a fortune which would be nice but just to be part of something cool something uh you can gather around get people with be part of a team which i love saw an armed forces brewing company and uh i just I want to thank alan beal for coming here and sharing the story we're very excited to uh open in norfolk virginia norfolk virginia however you say it it's spelled norfolk but uh, you could tell me how you say it they say norfolk there i'm still working on it um but uh, it's a very, very cool story. Do check it out. Follow him on uh, on Instagram and on Twitter just to see what's happening. Like uh, Alan was saying, just now going to be opening in 2024. If you want to invest, again, own armedforcesbrewingco.com. Get in there and do that. And um, I think that the, the, uh, the overlying importance of this whole thing was the battle against cancel culture. Um, it's not... You know, we did, we did talk about the dude that owns a brewery that said, you know, twenty even though it's twenty five minutes away, he's afraid of our business, which is not. I don't think that's a good way to run a business if you're afraid of someone. That's the whole phobia bullshit. Just do better, be better. But, uh, but then the um, the LGBT uh, mafia that I personally don't think represents the gay community did come in yelling at us and talking about feeling unsafe or screaming and yelling and all that stuff too. My, I, I've said this before, and I hope I'm not out of line. Um, but my gay friends have said that they they're getting tired of being hijacked by a lot of the activists, a lot of the paid activists that have a bigger, a bigger, um, a bigger worldview as far as like world government and communism and fascism and Marxism. Instead of you know, they're just using that as one of their topics. Uh, the LGBT, then they then they're they're throwing so much mu- so much more in there than just the the people who all they wanted to do was get married and have a successful life. Now it's coming into everything else, and they're dragging it into the the far left narrative. Very very important win against cancel culture. Just because you disagree with someone, you shouldn't just cancel them. And we see a lot of that too. A lot of it's because of politics. A lot of it because of the left leaning um, social media stuff. I mentioned that at Mikuya is still restricted for something i don't even know what i said it was on uh, august 6th of 2022 maybe then that's the um anniversary of extortion 17 i'm assuming i said something out of line or whatever still restricted they love to shut you down if they can't argue um we've seen it with former presidents we've seen it with all kinds of stuff uh I mean, everything from the um, you said something they didn't like, so they fine you $125 million through or whatever the number is. Uh, bankrupt people, but you can't declare bankruptcy because you said something. That's the First Amendment stuff, and it's one leads to the next, and it gets worse and worse and worse. Um, this is a big win for law-abiding capitalists. I mean, even to the point where capitalism is not a bad word, but they make it that way because the greed, the greed, the victim, the victim, um, the oppressor, the oppressed. And they use that, the resistance, everywhere. They use it now. You're seeing this cancel culture on campuses to the difference between the Palestinian protesters and the Jewish protesters. Palestinian protesters talking about killing people, running around, yelling, screaming, tearing monuments down, all that stuff. And the um, the Jewish protests seem to me to be a little bit um, less violent. And e- even as far as just because people are told to hate Israel and uh, from the river to the sea, even though they don't know where Palestine is because there is no Palestine, they couldn't show you most of the stuff on the map, but they're told to regurgitate it and hate everyone else. Um, it's a beer company, and they wanted to close it down because of a tweet, but they didn't. We won, and it's big. Um, I, I had a, a tweet the, um, two days ago where 
the Empire State Building, which if you don't know is in New York City. Uh, it's a big building. It actually was hit by a plane, by a bomber once too. So uh, planes flying into buildings for various reasons. Obviously, the terrorist attack on 9-11 was hit by radical Muslim terrorists. But the Empire State Building the other night lit itself up in burgundy and white to honor Qatar Day, Qatar National Day, Qatar. Qatar is a country in the Middle East. Doha, Qatar. We, I mean, we have bases over there. We have weird agreements with different countries, not necessarily allies, because it will benefit both interests. So we do have bases there. And we did negotiate with the Taliban there. But they're also hiding Hamas, Qatar. Hamas hates the United States. Don't think that they, don't think that they like you. But their billionaire leaders are living in 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 Qatar. Qatar is the number two state sponsored terror, if I'm not wrong, behind Iran. Um, after uh, several attacks, they did facilitate Osama bin Laden. They moved people there. The billionaires that are Hamas that steal the aid money that a lot of countries are sending through the UN there, they're uh, smoking cigars and driving Lamborghinis and. Uh, doing what they do with Russian hookers, not worried about the innocent Palestinian people, even though they are the elected government of the Palestinian people. Qatar's not a good place. Um, and no, now, there are nice places there, but Qatar's not our ally. Qatar, I would say, if given a choice, would take our destruction over different alternatives. Even though it bases there, we pump them money, even though they're oil rich, um, and they do like the oil, they're going to say what they need. They're going to do what they need for their best interest, but they are a state sponsor of terror. Somewhere like... Manhattan should not be putting burgundy and white on the Empire State Building, one of the most recognizable buildings in the world in Manhattan, simply because we're kissing the ass of someone that hates us. Working with them, maybe. I mean, we have other people over there. And again, allies a tough word. Our base there is, um, it's worth having for our interest because we can launch from there. But there's stuff going on that I don't trust. When we did the Captain Phillips rescue, because we didn't even think we didn't think about training scars. We never thought because the the hostage rescue had really never been done since inception of SEAL Team Six in nineteen eighty, not for SEAL Team Six. We thought about how do we get on the plane. We thought about how do we pack our bags. We thought about how do we rig the parachutes. How do we get on the buses? Who's driving them from the command to the thing? How do we get everything there? How do we take off? Who's the lead jumper? How do we exit? How do we um, get in a stack and land on the boats? And where do we go? How do we get into the tactics? We never thought. What do we do when it's over? How do we get the guys home? How do we get the boats home? What do we do with the parachutes? Um, so as we were sitting on the USS Boxer after rescuing Captain Richard Phillips from Somali Pirates in 2009, they didn't know what to do with us. We jumped out with nothing because we everything from the load plan was too heavy, too many bullets. Um, there are certain places we put different bags in different boats. They were too heavy. The parachutes wouldn't work in them. We're, long story short, we ended up jumping with what we wore on our bodies. That's it. That's what you got. So you jump with that. Then they kept us on the boxer, limited laundry. Then they put us somewhere else. And then they decided, well, we're going to send you to Doha Cutter in case of a follow-on. Well, we can't do a follow-on because we, I mean, it would be very difficult because all we have is the stuff we have now and the parachutes are at the bottom of the damn Indian Ocean. Um, I think the boats are still over there. Don't know. But they sent us to Cutter, our ally, in quotes. The first thing that they did when we got there, knowing that there was just a major hostage rescue and there, there's a bunch of dudes with beards getting in there um, because of weak leadership, because of horrible planning, because of nobody wanting to think outside the box or offend someone because of political correctness to an Arab ally, they quote unquote processed the entire team, which means they took our IDs. Why we jumped with our IDs, I still don't know, but they got them, which means Al-Qaeda probably got them. There are ways to go around that. I can't get into that because there are certain things that I can't talk about. One of them is the ID thing. Not going to touch it. But we went there. We're giving our enemies um, information. We're giving them intel. We're giving them pictures. And, uh, you know, then 20-something years after 9-11, we're lighting up the Empire State Building in honor of uh, uh, the National Day of a State Sponsor of Terror. And that's that's where, you know, you, you give a... You give a mouse a cookie, he's going to want a glass of milk. They keep taking and taking. It's like anything with the government. Like I said at the beginning, you give them an inch, they're going to keep doing it. You keep turning the other cheek on a lot of these people, and you're going to have a Tuesday morning like 9-11 again. And it all starts with the little bullshit, the little lies you tell yourself to try to make the so-called oppressed um, uh, 
um, not oppressed. And you start b- believing bullshit words like resistance, which is not resistance. And you start thinking that the good guys are actually the bad guys because the bad guys are telling you that they're the oppressor, which they're not. You don't know your history. You don't know your map, but you're being taught something by someone with another agenda. It starts with the little stuff. It gets bigger. So if you have a building, don't light it up in burgundy and uh, white. And uh, when you get processed by a state sponsor of terror, don't give them your government-issued ID. And you're never out of the fight.